Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Does it ever feel like sometimes you're just getting nowhere with the salon? Like no matter what steps you're taking, you can't quite move the needle at the right time in the right place. And then of course, throw a couple of rocky years into the mix. It's a recipe for constant setbacks, overwhelm and stress. I've seen so many salon owners going through this recently, which is why I wanted to change this for you with one step that I believe, while super simple, is actually the most important in your journey to salon success. This is the thing that I wish I had known about in the early days of having my salon and it can be super easily overlooked when you're too busy doing all of the things in the salon rather than working on your business. So I wanted to ask you this, do you know what the secret thing is? And join the top percentage of salon owners who are the ones that are choosing to go for it and put their goals and ambitions first to be the CEO of a successful salon that is profitable flourishing and thriving or do you want to keep your salon as it is and I know which option I would want it to be and the one that ended up changing my entire life and the rest of the journey of my salon for the better so the decision starts with you starts with this podcast right here right now what do you want your story to look like without holding anything back for this year well this is the episode part two of my level up podcast series and I'm going to teach you how to unpack where your salon currently is and what are the three most important things that you should be focusing on, the big rocks for your year, the milestones that you want to achieve with my help, of course. This is also perfect if you need some dedicated time to sit down and complete your plan and design your goals for 2022. So over the next 30 minutes, I'm going to hold you accountable to get it done. No distractions, you and me and those big plans of yours. So all you need to do is grab my copy of the Salon Annual Planner, get it in front of you. Now you can find this in the show notes of this podcast. So I'm going to encourage you to pause right now, except if you're driving, (laughs) quickly grab it and uh, then meet me right back here. Push play and let's get ready to go. Many of us take action without any planning. And I know because I used to be one of these people, maybe you are too. We just dive in on a whim and an idea and just start. Mostly I would just start and work it out along the way, but no, 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 not anymore because this often results in stress, overwhelm, and we're unprepared for the changes that growth brings. Now, last episode, I spoke to this directly and today I want to continue with the strategy planning as a theme because I think as we launch into the new year this is a must and it's vital for you to succeed this year in your salon goals and your growth goals Um, and so it's super important that we have a clear plan because without a plan you have no roadmap to tell you which routes to take or even where you are right now you can't leave towards a destination if you don't know where you are starting. No tour guide to tell us what to do once we get there. 
So I mentioned this last episode, and I want to say it again because it is so fascinating. Without a plan, uh, did you know that 8% of the population actually have a plan and only 3% of the population actually write it down? What the actual F? So I'm asking you, which percentage of the population do you want to be part of? Those that master salon ownership and have a successful salon are in the top 8% of the population for sure. That means that they have a plan, but I want you to be in the top 1% to 3% of the population who actually write it down and have the top, uh, are the top earning people of all the population for sure. So planning ahead is an important aspect of the dream achieving process. I believe there are three main pillars that every salon owner should focus on in order to gain success in their business. And then with each of those three pillars, there are nine drivers. So three times three is nine, um, which we really need to knuckle down on to ensure we are nailing and achieving momentum in our business, right? Growth, forward, momentous growth. And of course, really, truly mastering our inner salon CEO. So I want to take you through those now so you're really clear on what the nine drivers are, what are the nine departments of your business that you need to nail so you can have true success and not just success in one department of your business because, because just like a wheel, if you have one side of the tire that's flat, when you drive, it's going to either be a very bumpy road or you're going to be slowed down or you're not going to be able to drive at all because you've got uh, a flat on one, uh, one side of your wheel. Does that make sense? So I want to invite you to grab uh, the how to level up your salon in 2022. Plan your best year yet locked and loaded uh, tool, strategic planning tool, a salon annual planner. And I've made it for you. It's completely free. And last episode, I took you through the first couple of stages. And today I want to pick up on strategy step number three, the business strategy. So I'm going to encourage you now to stop. If you don't have this uh, resource already, then I want you to stop. And I want you to go to salonownerscollective.com and grab uh, your free copy of the Salon Annual Planner. And come along the ride with me. And on page six is strategy step number three, the business strategy. And I want to take you through those nine drivers right now. And as we go through the exercise, I want you to rank yourself how each of the departments is performing inside of your business. So one is we're doing really, really well. It's the best that it's ever been. I'm really, really happy. Uh, no challenges right now. Two is, well, do you know what? I'm kind of doing it, but it needs some work. I'm not particularly happy with it, but I'm kind of, we're scraping by. And three is like, house is on fire, SOS, this is terrible, or I'm not doing it at all, right? So I want you to rate yourself a one, two, or a three as we go through each of these nine drivers. And uh, this is the strategy that when you come and work with me in Salon Mastery, this is one of the first exercises that we do. So we get a good assessment of how your business is performing and where your business needs the most attention. Because if you're red on fire, screaming, or not doing anything in that department, then you've got a flat tire and we need to pump it up. And that would be the first place that we will work together to start patching up the holes in your business. So, 
now we can really start planning for the year, remove our overwhelm and truly gain some momentum in your business. So uh, I call these big rocks. What I'm talking about today in these nine drivers, I call big rocks. These are the big strategies that are going to make change, create momentum, and that are really the foundations of your business. So I want to take a moment to reflect on the past year where you've been so we can choose where to shift our focus to in the new year, right? You can do all of the things. I know you were superwoman. I certainly used to think I was superwoman too. Not because I thought I'm so amazing and I'm superwoman and I know everything, but because it didn't really occur to me that I couldn't do all of the things and I kept just piling more and more and more on my to-do list. So we can be superwoman and we can do all of the things, but we can't do it all at once. So it's time to get to work and be a little bit strategic about the way that we go about our business. And if you join me in Salon Mastery, this is the exact process that we kick off working together. So uh, let's get into it and then we'll circle back round to talking about some big rocks, which really is uh, step number four. All right, let's dive into step number three, business strategy. Hey, I just wanted to pop in to tell you something. Don't worry, we're going to get back to this awesome episode in just a second. Now, if this sounds like you, listen up. You have a team. You love your team. But you're sick of wondering why and wishing your team would make their sales targets. You want them to be smashing sales because it shows that they're actually looking after their clients really well. Like imagine if you could have a way to make more from the clients that you already have, increase sales without spending more on advertising. Well, it's totally possible and I want to help you. And I want to help you do it with ease, in a classy way. No hard and dirty sales tricks here. Ways to serve your clients, make more, because everybody wins. The team, the client, and of course, you, the business owner. Now, if you want to find out more, just DM me uh, and let's chat. I'll make a plan for you. I'm also going to leave a link for you on the show notes of this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. I want to start with uh, the three pillars. The first is being able to attract and retain dream clients. Now notice it's called dream clients. It's not uh, attract and retain any clients, it's dream clients. Who are the clients that we love, we love to serve, that everybody loves in the salon? Um, clients that actually love and appreciate us and are prepared to pay for the service that we provide. So we need to be able to have a strategy, strategy to attract and retain dream clients. That's pillar number one. And if you think of a three-legged stool, if you have a pillar missing, a, a leg missing, your stool is going to fall. So that's the first leg of the stool, the first pillar. The second pillar is building a rock star team. Not a team of rock stars like in their own right, they're on the stage and being the center of attention. No, people, a, a team of rock stars that rock our world because we love and adore them and they are rock stars together. They make a rock star team. So we need to have a great team. Otherwise, we don't have anybody to serve our dream clients and we're doing all the work in that leads to burnout. So that's pillar number two. And pillar number three is becoming a true salon CEO, stepping into your own inner CEO. And this pillar is really about stepping into your role as the business owner. 
Like the minute you buy a business, you're no longer a therapist, you're no longer a stylist, you are a business owner. You need to step into that role of the CEO. And when was the last time somebody wrote you a job description? Well, I'm telling you, this is your job description. I have a CEO job description and I have one for you. I make all my salon mastery uh, salons do a job descriptions for themselves. So you're super clear on what your role are and you're not sucked up into doing things that actually other people could, should, would be doing or the things that don't really move the needle in your business. So those are the three pillars. Now, each of those three pillars, each have three drivers. So that makes nine drivers. Those are the nine things that drive your business forward. So I'm going to go through those now. And these are what I want you to rank out of a one, two, or a three. So let's start with dream clients because if we don't have dream clients, we've got nobody for our team to serve. So we must always start with clients. If we're not income generating, then we have a bunch of team members sitting out the back on their phone wondering what they should be doing now and eventually leave. So we must start with creating demand. And so the first driver, and you can write in uh, the salon business planner, the annual planner, I want you to write in that first little square there, client attraction. We must nail client attraction. We've got to be super clear on who we are trying to attract into our business. And too many owners come and talk to me about joining Salon Mastery and I say, who do you serve? And they say, oh, we serve everybody. And unfortunately, if you are speaking to everybody, nobody is listening. We need to be super clear about who we are serving and get super clear on our marketing message so we can build a following. Anybody who's got a huge following or a decent following has a really clear message. And so we want to decide who we're, who we're serving start to build a good following not just and it's not about vanity metrics this is not about the numbers this is about quality people who are deciding either now or in the future to become a client and if we can get that right then all we need is a strategy to draw them off our social channels channels off our dub dub dubs and into our chair or bums on beds whichever the case may be so it's the th client attraction is a three-step process who are, who are we as a brand and who are we trying to attract? How do we build a following? And how do we get bums on beds or, or bums in seats? How do we actually get them to book into our business? So I want you to rate yourself between a one and a three. How well are you doing this? And one of the ways to know if you're doing really well is the amount of white space that you have, unbooked white space. And if it's anything below 20%, there's work to be done. Let's step into, into driver number two, and I call this smashing sales or building a culture of winning. And I think as the hair and beauty industry, we don't think as, about ourselves as salespeople enough. I totally get the sentiment around not wanting to be salespeople because we want to be true and organic. I totally get that. But if you don't pay attention, you won't pay your bills. So we need to have a strategy to help our team serve our clients. I did some research once and I discovered that the more the clients pay, the salons that I worked with, when I did the research, the higher the average client spend, the higher the retention. So that, I'm going to say that again, the higher the client spend, the higher the client retention. So what does that mean? That means when clients are getting the things that they want, they need, and they love, they're not that they necessarily know what it is that they want and need, and they get what they want and need, not just what they booked in for, then they're happier. 
happy clients pay more, not because they're happy, they think, oh, I'll spend more, but because they've spent more, they become happy with the service that you provide. So we must have a strategy to lead our team to be able to efficiently and beautifully serve our clients, which then results in the client paying more. We need a strategy to be able to coach our team to be able to perform not just technical services, but great service delivery through effectively upgrading and selling to our clients, because that's what makes clients sticky. And in order to do that, we need a good tracking mechanism. And I'm not saying I look at my salon software once a week. No, you need to be able to track the data week on week, month on month, year on year, because everything is conceptual on any given week, you can say, that was a great week, but how many weeks do you know that you've had great weeks and, and not great weeks? We must have a tracking strategy. So pillar number, uh, sorry, driver number three in the dream client's pillar is the client experience. So different to the, the sales, smashing sales strategies, but how do we perform great consistent service? So for things like a great consultation, how well does your business perform when your client comes to a different stylist or therapist every time, or from visit to visit, how consistent is her experience? Your brand uh, reputation is built on consistency. If your experience is different every time the client comes is slightly different or different therapists and stylists that she visits, she gets a different experience, then you are eroding your brand message and brand experience. So I want you to consider the word consistency when we're talking about client experience, uh, when we come to the consultation, when we come to the 10 out of 10 client service experience. From the moment they arrive into your business to the moment that they leave, what is that? Are you giving them a 10 out of 10 at every single touch point? And this is what builds retention. So I want you to give yourself in terms of consistent client experience between different team members and from each client's visit to visit, how would you rank yourself? One, you're doing amazing. It's consistent all of the time. Two, yeah, there's room for improvement. And three, actually, it's crap. Every single employee is doing their own style. All right, how'd you get on with dream clients? What is your total score for the dream clients pillar? I'm interested to know. Make sure you write it down on the annual salon planner. Let's step right forward into the pillar of building a rockstar team. So I'm going to dive straight in. Uh, driver number one is employ a rockstar team. How well do you uh, attract, employ, and induct new people into your business? So the first challenge is how easy is it to attract new employees into your business? How effectively do you employ the right people? Not just anybody and anybody that comes along, but the right people, the right people for your brand and your culture that are going to fit in well and stay for the long haul. And how quickly can you induct them and get them running to your way of doing business so they become income generating quickly and effectively? So employing a rockstar team, how would you rate yourself? Would you rate yourself, we are amazing. I always find the right person at the right time. Every time I need to have somebody new and I need somebody new regularly because we are growing. Then I would give yourself a number one. Number two is like, yeah, I sometimes get it right. But every time I look for some, I you know, need to go to advertise or uh, want to interview somebody, I'm scrambling around looking for the things that I did last time. I'm out of control. <laughs> and number three is I've got no process it's a stress every time. I'm always anxious about employing people. All right. 
let's go on to driver number two in the Rockstar Team Pillar. So this one I call a winning culture. Now a winning culture has two parts. The first part is the heartbeat. Does your team have a great heartbeat? Does everybody get along? Are there any bad apples and rotten eggs inside of your business? How can, how, uh, how much do we love each other is a nice simple way to put it. But the second part is about creating a career roadmap or pathway for each individual team member. Do you have a team roadmap? I call it a, do I get a pay rise team roadmap? Do they have a, do they have a career path inside of your business? When they think about their future, do they see you and your brand firmly in the center of their future? And if the answer is yes, you can give yourself a one. But if there's work to be done in terms of um, how often do they get a pay rise? When do they get a promotion? How, what is the progression pathway? Am I relying on importing uh, external people into my business all the time? Or do I have a strategy to grow and train my own people? So I want you to think about that. What is the winning culture around here? How do I lead my team members to win, not just week by week, but year upon year upon year and have long-term staff? All right, step number four, I call the motivating manager. And the motiva motivating manager is, well, first, as the business owner, you need to learn how to become a motivating manager. How do I motivate and manage the people in my business effectively? So if I want to manage, I need to be able to manage great performance, but I also need to have a strategy to manage poor performance and have a really clear, uh, I guess, tools in your tool belt for managing people when even sometimes the best people go bad. The, your most favorite employee right now, the one that does everything that you, that you want, even she has the possibility to have bad performance at some point in, in her time with you. So even good people go bad sometimes. If they really truly are good people, they won't be bad for long. Um, but do we have a strategy to deal with that? How do we performance manage? How do we manage people out? What happens when things go well? How do we celebrate that? But how do we also manage things when things go out? Does everybody have a clear job description? Do I have a job description? <laughs> um, and if you are, if you are stepping into the salon CEO phase of your business, which we talked about in the last episode, the episode prior to this one, then do we have a strategy to build our managers and build our, our management program? Because if we really want to, if we really do want to grow, then as our business grows, we need to build our management team. So in terms of the motivating manager and nailing the strategies around managing the humans, I want you to think about are you a one, two, or a three? How would you rate yourself right now? As you write that down, we're going to step into the third pillar, which is stepping into your inner salon CEO. And this is really about you as the business owner. And there are three pillars that I want to talk about. The first one is your inner CEO. This is kind of about you and your management of self. And we want to think about your own performance, your discipline around doing the work that needs to be done, your own motivation, and even the way that you look after yourself. Do you look after yourself so you can show up as a 10 out of 10 every single day for your clients, for your team, for your brand, for your, for your business reputation? How are you managing self? Are you creating space for family, for self, for thinking? Or are you so smashed and overwhelmed and stressed that you're actually just doggy paddling, trying to catch up with yourself? 
another part of your inner CEO is having a strategic plan. Well, guess what? I'm going to give you a big fat tick. You are strategic planning right now. This is part of the strategic planning process. But if you're going to truly step into your role as a salon CEO, you need to create space and a process around regular strategic planning and not just the next shiny object that falls in your lap and you think, that sounds like a great idea. Let's do that. And, uh, and the ability to step out of your business to be able to scale. Now, to scale is to be able to grow the business without you being having to work more or more hours in the business. How can the business continue to grow without uh, relying so heavily on you that you become the bottleneck in your business. And we talked a little bit about that in the last episode when we put, talked about stages and phases of business. I want to step into the next driver after the inner CEO, which is about you, is um, the next driver is called powerful profits. And this is really when, when knowledge is power. I believe that a good salon CEO needs to become data-driven. And I know that's like a nasty word for most hair and beauty business owners. Don't talk to me, to me about maths and spreadsheets. But I tell you what, is one of the things that I get the feedback the most from Salon Mastery is I used to hate spreadsheets and now I love them. I know that's sort of a little bit hard to believe, but there is power in being data driven and knowing what's going on inside of your business that helps you make good strategic decisions and stops you making uh, emot emotive decisions, emotional decisions, which always end up in hot water. So um, if you've been listening to me for a little while, you know that one of my goals is to help you earn more freedom and profit inside of your business. So that means your ability to make good strategic driven decisions so you can work less and earn more. Now I get it, not everybody wants to work less, but I want to make sure that you're free of overwhelm, even if you're not free of all of the hours and that you have choice over how you run your business and your own schedule. Too many people in this industry are locked by the hour, can't move and they can't make the changes they need inside of their business and then get stressed when shit hits the fan and they don't have time to deal with it. That's not being a good CEO. So we need to prepare for that. And one of those ways is to be super data-driven around the numbers. The numbers will always tell you what to do. So I want you to rank yourself. Not only are you profitable, but how, how data-driven are you and how successfully are you making good strategic business decisions based on the numbers? All right, give yourself a rating from one to three. Now, the last driver in the salon CEO pillar is the smooth operator. And to become a smooth operator, I want you to be able to walk out of your business, first of all, on any given day and feel comfortable that your team have got it and know what to do. And if you can walk out for a day, then I want you, the next goal is to be able to walk out for a week. Can I walk out of my business for a week and know that my team have everything under control? Then the next test is, can I work out of my business for a two-week holiday and then a six-week holiday? And then finally, do they actually need me at all, other than strategically? And so in terms of becoming a smooth operator, I believe systems and processes shall set you free. If you are in the center of your business, the guy in the traffic lights with the white gloves on pointing where everybody should go and everything should do and people need you, it's great for your ego, but it's terrible in terms of you being able to be free and never have a life outside of business. 
So I want you to think about systems and processes shall set you free. And I know a lot of salon owners create their, this is how we do it here, documentation, which I also teach in Salon Mastery, but it is no point having it if it doesn't drive itself and it's sitting in the drawer somewhere and you're still wondering why people aren't doing, this is how we do it here. They read it. Two years ago, I showed it to them and they're still not doing it. We need to move away from that. Systems and processes shall set you free, right? You need to be able to sell your business at any given moment at a premium, not because you necessarily will or that you want to, but you could if you needed to. And I think that to me is a measure of success. That is certainly a measure of freedom and profit. All right. So in terms of being a smooth operator, how would you rank yourself that your business is running because you have set up good systems and processes and not because you're pointing and directing? And I'll give yourself a rating from one to three. All right, how did you get on? Now we can really start planning for the year and remove the overwhelm and truly get some forward momentum in your business because it's time to think about the big things that you want to achieve this year. I want to talk to you about the big rocks. I call these the big rocks. So take a moment to reflect on the things that we've just talked about, the, the nine drivers. And I want you to have a look at anything that is at a three or even at a two. And think about if I could solve that problem, what would the outcome be? How would that change my business? Because I said, we can do all of the things. We are superwomen and supermen, but we can't do all of the things at once. And so in terms of uh, the big rocks, what I want you to do in the salon planner, annual planner, I want you now to go to step number four, page seven, and have a look at, have a look one of the next steps is to decide for this coming year, what are the six big rocks that I'm going to tackle? So of all of those things that I talked about, what are the six things that you're going to tackle this year? Now, in Salon Mastery, we run a strategic plan for two months at a time. We used to do quarterly planning, and there's a big, long story and reason why we don't do quarterly planning anymore, and we now do two-monthly planning. But I want you to think about what is the one big rock that I'm going to tackle in every two-month cycle? And if you could do that, imagine you could install six big momentum-moving, game-changing strategies in your business over the next 12 months. That would be a game-changer, right? So I want you to think about those, and I want you to jot them down on that page, write down exactly the things out of those nine drivers, which ones you're going to tackle. And while you do that, I want to just talk to you about big rocks, pebbles, and sand. Big rocks are the big strategies that if you implemented deeply and effectively and properly inside of your business, that that would really change the landscape of your business. Pebbles are the things that either the big rocks are broken down into or are sort of medium-sized strategies, often things that are on repeat. Um, I would call stock taking a pebble. It's something that has to happen operationally on a regular on a regular basis, um, stock taking, weekly team meetings, those types of strategies. But if you're not doing those things, then the first time you, you implement them, that's called a big rock. So we want to have one big rock per two-month cycle. And so we can install something new that's going to be game-changing in our business. And then it starts to become part of the regular landscape. 
And then sand, so we've talked about big rocks, pebbles, and sand is really just the nap bites. What I would call is the shit that comes up. Remember to call back so-and-so, um, remember to book this, that, and the other, and all the nap bites. That's the kind of thing that you look on a weekly, monthly basis and decide what are the, all of the little things that I'm going to work on. So we won't worry about those too much. At the moment, I want you to think about your big rocks. So once you've got your big rocks, on page number eight, we're going to break those big rocks down into what are my top three actions I need to take over the next 60 days. So in our two month cycle, what are the things that I'm actually going to put into place? And then we're gonna break those down to what am I going to get done in the next 30 days, 30 days from now. So let's talk about some of those things. I'm gonna give you an example of how this might work. So let's talk about one of my beautiful salon masters is Jo, and she's recently installed a salon team roadmap, Do I Get a Pay Rise? So Do I Get a Pay Rise is a step-by-step -step roadmap where team members can know and step through their next pay rise based on performance. And then all Jo needs to do is come in and train them how to do those strategies so they can achieve that goal. And so what would those some of those things be that I need to do over the next 60 days? Well, first of, all, first of all, is make sure that I'm tracking performance. We call them key performance indicators, KPIs, that you're tracking those, not just looking at the computer each week, but looking at it over time so we can see if our team member is improving, staying the same, or potentially, hopefully not getting worse. And we've got something to meet with and talk about on a regular basis. So the first step might be track performance over time. Now, Jo is at Salon Mastery, and so she has our Do I Get a Pay Rise tracker that uh, leads into weekly performance, pays um, bonuses, pays commission bonuses, and works out all of those things for her. So she's already doing that strategy. But if you're not, you might write that down and say, I need to put a key performance indicator tracker that um, aligns with the way that I pay wages. Uh, how do I work out the targets? How do I how much commission should I pay? When should I pay commission? And what should I pay bonuses on? So um, that would be something that you would consider. Uh, the second would be set the goals and, and celebrate uh, achieving it with your team members. So they've got a really clear, a really clear benchmark, a really clear destination that they need to achieve so they can get a pay rise. People leave you when they run out of future. So make sure we're creating future for our people. Um, and then the third thing might be um, planning strategies to help them win and get into commission. The one thing about the Do I Get a Pay Rise Wage Calculator is as soon as your team member is, is in commission, you are in profit. So when they're in commission, you're profitable, everybody is winning. So to create some strategies or some training sessions based around how to achieve those goals would, would be a logical thing to do because then everybody's winning. We call this building a winning culture. So that might be your 60-day plans. And in the 30-day plan, it might be set up my KPI tracking strategy, book times to meet and coach uh, with my team members, and implement morning huddles. These are strategies that Jo has implemented while she's been in Seller Mastery. And the third one might be write out the targets and create a space to show and celebrate with my team on a daily basis. So I want you to go ahead and choose one of those areas that you ranked a, th ranked a three and write those out in your 60 and 30 day goals. I want to give you another example. One of my salon masters, Anita, recently installed a training academy and she used the Salon Mastery Cultivate training program in order to do that. But here are some examples of the things that she might choose to do over 60 days. First, write out the training outcomes 
through the three-year journey of growing your own apprentice, whether it's beauty or hairdressing, writing out the training outcomes. What are the outcomes that the, that the apprentice needs to achieve each month, each year throughout her three-year apprenticeship? Write out the details for each training session. That might be a next step. And then the, the, another step might be creating academy branding, et cetera. So you can create a training, a cultivate training academy. Now, Anita has just done this. Um, Salon Mastery has all of these tools done for you. So all Anita's had to do is take the framework and just edit it and tweak it for herself. So those might be some big things that you do over the next 60 days. And then the next 30 days, the actions might be, well, in order for me to achieve my 60 day goals, I need to block out time on my calendar. When are these training sessions going to hap happen? Decide who's going to do the training. Is it going to be me? Is it going to be another team member in my business? And then the third step might be promote and book academy clients. Where are we going to find the academy clients? How much are we going to charge them? And let's get them booked in in advance so we can work towards that date and get our training academy underway. Now, Anita was super smart. Uh, every November, she does a cutting boot camp for all of her apprentices. So they learn to cut solid form and coming into the new year or into the busy period that somebody knows how to look after all the kids that come in after school or before they go back to school. And it's not using their high income generating team members to do low income generating work super smart and now she does the november cutting boot camp using the cultivate training academy um, so your goal now is to write out what are the things you're going to do in the next 30 days if that was one of your strategies all right let me give you one more example one of my salon mastery members Janine has just doubled her income in the last 12 months from her second salon and when she came to Salon Mastery she said to me I'm thinking of closing my second salon and at the time I thought that I can see why you're wanting to do that let's talk about it. Uh, one of the strategies that she put in place in order for her to double the sales of her second salon which of course she's decided not to close because now it's growing it's doubled its income one of those things was in putting her manager on the manager's program. We have a man motivating manager's program for all seller mastery owners to put their manager on. It's a standalone program. So the manager can be taught the strategies that we implement in seller mastery, but at a manager's level. So the manager and the owner are on the same page. And that's been game changing for her because sometimes managers or even other team members need to hear strategies from a third party and not just from uh, the owner all of the time. So we're sharing the burden of training and moving the business forward between the manager and the owner. So one of the, some of the things that Janine has implemented is they've started having regular managers meetings and with a really clear step-by-step -step agenda that she's taken from Seller Mastery and just sort of tweaked it for her own brand and, and business. And they have regular meetings really focused on management communication. And that's been game-changing for her to be able to have a framework of content, of learning to then implement into their own business and they're both on the same page. Also setting sales goals and empowering the manager to empower the team to achieve them. So daily huddles, uh, team members with a, uh, staff meetings with a clear agenda and a training strategies to build that winning culture environment for the business. Those are all strategies that the manager has learned alongside Janine and Salon Mastery. And so the things that she uh, has done 
as well in the 60-day plan she would have put join the manager's program start a regular management meeting with agenda and set the sales goals and empower the manager to own them that's the 60-day the goals but the 30-day goals were is to start doing morning huddles um, the step-by-step -step strategy for morning huddles let's start the regular meetings and booking those in for the whole year not just now and then forget about it um, and then creating space in the calendar in the appointment book to actually do the training around the winning culture strategies so unless you do the small what i would call pebbles and sand tasks the big tasks don't ever come into fruition because you've never got time to do it when you work in a hair and beauty salon the things that you are experiencing today are the result of the strategies you put in place either six weeks ago or six months ago right so if you want to change your business in the future you need to put the strategies in place for six weeks from now and six months from now the things you do today are going to have an effect in six weeks or six months from now so you've got to think about a little bit of long-term planning when we step into our role as a salon ceo all right before we wrap up my thought is spend the time now to finish writing this out in detail and then go to the calendar and start to put it in if you don't do that piece, it won't come together. All right. Uh, if you feel like this year is your year to level up and you really want some help implementing the strategic plan and become the salon CEO that you know is inside of you and get a head start into the year and really smash it. And if you're committed to le leveling up this year, um, and if you fit some of the criteria of Salon Mastery, then maybe we're a match to work together. I work with certain types of salon owners, salon and spa owners looking to make a huge leap forward. So if you've got a team uh, between four and seven or more and are already making six, seven, maybe 8K or more a week, I help owners prepare to get to the 20K a week mark. That's a million dollar salon. And if you're more than ready to step up into becoming the real CEO of your business rather than just kind of clawing back from these challenging times just to another year of average, if you want to grow your team and a sustainable business that's not centered all around you, so you can enjoy just a little bit of freedom along with your success and not be overwhelmed and overworked, and you're willing to be open, coachable, put the right strategic systems in place inside of your business and take massive action, then in 60 days time from now, things could be completely different. A year from now, life and business could be better than you ever imagined. So if you want to chat and see if we're a good fit, then uh, I'm going to put a link to uh, apply now. I'm going to ask a couple of questions, tell you a little bit about, um, I want you to tell me a little bit about your business. And uh, if we're a match, then let's hop on a call. Let's chat. You can tell me about your business and, and we can go deep into what is it that your business needs. And um, I wanna help drive forward momentum so you can really truly grow your business and step into salon mastery. All right, I can't wait to chat with you, find out a little bit more about your salon. Uh, that is a wrap from me. I am camping right now in the backyard of my in-laws, um, having a beach holiday. I hope you are having a great break. 
um, and I look forward to tuning in with you again, same time, same place on the podcast. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.